Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's not my real name. That's a pen name that I use here for my newsletter. Yesterday was, was my birthday, and I have a sober anniversary coming up here in a week also. And so I always spend the first part of November just thinking about where I was, where I'm at now, and where I'm going. And I'm old enough now that I try not to think too much about the future. I'm I'm pretty freaking old at this point in physical years. I mean, obviously, in coolness years, I'm much, much younger. I'm very fun, very, a lot younger, and I have a very bright future if you measure coolness. But actual years on my driver's license, it's not looking good. <laughs> I'm also a sports fan, and uh, this is a time of year where you oftentimes will see a media outlet take a sport plug in all the data from what's happening, and let a computer simulate the way that a season will play out. And the number that most media outlets seem comfortable doing that with is, is 20,000. They'll run the NFL season 20,000 times using all the data. And then the computer will spit out that the Chiefs, you know, uh, project to win 4,000 Super Bowls, and the Buccaneers 3,200 Super Bowls, and the Cowboys 2,000 Super Bowls. And at the end, it all adds up to 20,000 simulations of the season. And I always pay particular attention at the very bottom of that list, where the worst teams in the league, let's say this year it's like the Jaguars and the Lions, at the very bottom you see there are there's a world in which this computer plugged in all the information and somehow those teams won a couple of Super Bowls. And I stare at those because I end up thinking about how if you had run a simulation of my life when I was in active addiction, ah, man, I, I, the life I have right now, I'm the Jaguars or I am the Lions. I am the miracle, how the hell did that happen scenario that defies all of the underlying data. Because I think if you, if you went back in time to when I was uh, actively drinking and drugging, if you ran 20,000 simulations of my, of my life at that point, you'd have ended up with something like, you know, 8,000 times I died of an overdose, 9,000 times, you know, ended up in jail or an institution. I think there's like 2,000 times where I'm go to rehab, but then I get out and then I, I stay sober for a hundred days and then I drink again. And I'm just 2000 times where I'm like in and out of sobriety. Then there's like a small percentage chance. I think of my life when I think about it, where like maybe let's say 800 times I stop drinking, but I'm just a white knuckling mess who somehow doesn't abuse drugs and alcohol, but, but is, is not improving at all. And then last but not least, I think there's like a very small percentage chance, we'll say, let's say 200 times out of 20,000 simulations where, where I get sober. And I made all of those numbers up just now, but I think, I think they're actually pretty close to how things might have played out. I was, you know, as far as the dead of an overdose thing, I, I was overdosing on a regular basis, including alcohol, drugs, lots of fentanyl. Um, I could have died so many nights it was only a matter of time probably for me and if I didn't die there was a good chance I would have gotten arrested or injured someone else um, and if I didn't die or get locked up those top two options <laughs> I think there's a version of my life where I kept rationalizing that like you know pot was never my problem so I'll stop everything else except for for weed or 
or maybe that alcohol was never as bad as opiates for me, so I'll just drink. And I think there's a lot of, of parallel universe versions of my life where um, I did that mix and match thing where I'm drinking one month and drugging the next, and I'm just a total disaster, but I managed to not die or get arrested somehow. And then there's that the the life where I go to rehab and maybe hit some meetings, but decide the God thing doesn't work for me, or I don't want to make amends, or or the uh, the ever familiar uh, I'm bad, but I'm not that bad. Um, and there's a version of my life where I manage to not drink and I move on with li- my life. And I got to tell you, that version of my life is just I shudder thinking about that because. I think that might be the most miserable way my life could have played out. I was physically an addict in 2008, for sure, no doubt. But I was also a spiritual and emotional mess. I needed more more help than just getting off the sauce. And then last but not least, certainly not least, there's that tiny fraction of times where I catch lightning in a bottle and I do get clean and sober. I work a program. My life improves. I'm a decent dad, husband, worker, neighbor, sober friend. Basically, basically that scenario, that's how my life has actually gone. So the point is um, that I'm trying to make, is it's that on my birthday, even as my body yells at me that I'm, I'm now apparently someone who could get injured taking a nap or looking, <laughs> looking, backing my car out of the driveway and hurting, hurting my neck. But anyway, I like on my birthday, I like to sit back and I and just feel grateful for what has transpired. It did did not have to be this way. It could have been so, so ugly. I went to rehab in 2008 and right after another very ugly birthday in November. And I haven't, I haven't drank or drugged since then. And not only that, but the rooms have worked. They've worked for me. So now as I sit here watching my age go up and up and up, and I think about what an old-ass man I'm becoming. <laughs> I have an incredible amount of gratitude. I still struggle with the higher power thing. Finding the right fit for a God of my understanding and then then staying close with that God. That, that stuff is still pretty hard. But when I look at the full picture of my sobriety, I realize that um, there is an element that is just a divine... It's divine nature, you know, that I got out of the drug and alcohol game when I did. I think I have a, I think when, I think I have a strong will when it's headed in the right direction. And I I think the 12-step programs are beautiful and that my sober friends have carried me so many times in recovery. But I'm also not so sure that was quite enough. I came into recovery somehow at the right time. I met the right people at the right meetings. I had the right support network outside of work and outside of the rooms. I had the right ups and downs of sobriety at the perfect times. That is a lot of coincidental data points that all broke in in the direction of helping me get sober and stay sober. So I do need to factor in my higher power in all of this. Um, I believe I needed, needed that extra boost from the universe. Now listen, Uh, Here I am on my birthday. I'm sure I'm 10 minutes away from honking my horn at some bad driver or just crushing six Kit Kats from my kids' Halloween baskets because I still think that a good solution when I'm having a rough day or a bad hour or whatever, I still think, like, maybe I'll try to eat my feelings. 
But for right now, this very moment, I'm so grateful that I'm living in one of those few parallel universes where <laughs> I don't eat 60 Vicodin every day and instead eat, you know, maybe 10 Kit Kats. But progress, not perfection, right? Thanks for letting me share.